Montgomery County Sheriff John Fuson joins Charlie and Katie to talk about the recent string of threats and weapons found at Clarksville Montgomery County Schools. The sheriff goes in-depth on how the sheriff's department partners with the school system to keep students safe and a new law that could lead to jail time for someone who threatens a school. All in this episode of Clarksville's Conversation. So, Charlie, we've got Sheriff here today, and um, over everything that's been happening the past few weeks, I bet he's been an extremely busy man, huh? I bet he is busy, because uh, it takes two rings for him to answer my call instead of one. So he's got, <laughs> really? to, well, he's got might, to be busy. You might be an honorary deputy, but he answers mine on one. That's right. That's right. That's a trade-off. Well, Sheriff, we appreciate you uh, coming and spending time with us. We know, Especially we, we with know how busy, busy you are. Sure, sure. Glad to do it, and I think it's good to get... Uh, you know, any information out there that can kind of help put folks at ease about what's going on in our community and, uh, you know, and what our folks are doing actually to uh, to keep things at bay. Yeah, I, I know there's a there's a few topics we can cover, but let's go ahead and jump into that to that big one. All, all this stuff that's going on at the schools with students kind of acting up or however you want to characterize it. But I mean, what? What's the deal? What, what can we do? What's to- going on? Right, right. I, I know that, uh, you know, most folks are familiar with uh, uh, the things that we're seeing, not only around here, across the nation with uh, things like TikTok and, and Instagram and uh, all these posts that go out uh, through social media. Uh, you know, kids have a platform to kind of say whatever they want to say. Yeah. And, you know, there's no um, uh, really guidance or or, or uh, parental involvement in that to, to kind of keep them from saying and doing what they're saying and doing on that platform. And uh, some of those things are, are not what most most parents expect that is coming out of their uh, yeah. their children whenever they post these. And uh, that that's probably our biggest issue there, you know, in the light of everything that's going on across the country, uh, you know, from Columbine to Parkland to uh, the recent one here up in Michigan, uh, you know, of course, anything like that that gets out there, it hits those ears pretty quickly and, yeah. of course, causes parents to be concerned as well as students. Mm-hmm. So so these TikToks and all these things, there's a lot of challenges out there uh, of right. different types, right? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, from uh, vandalizing the, the bathrooms, I know it's what we had at the beginning of the school year, to uh, commit, committing assaults against teachers or other students. Uh, things like that, and uh, you know, I know just uh, just here recently, yeah. got a uh, got an email from the National Sheriffs Association about uh, threats that are that are going on. Uh, uh, usually, whenever you see a, a school year or a break uh, pending, you know, you'll see yeah. things like that, and uh, some folks will write that out as kids trying to get out of an extra day of school to tie into their break or whatever. But of yeah. course, we take those uh, every one of those very very seriously. But uh, those float around the country, and and sometimes they make their way into communities like ours, and. There's no no threat whatsoever, but uh, again, kind of go right back to uh, what I yeah. said a while ago about how uneasy folks are about things like this that yeah. are going on, and, and we do have to take all those uh, threats seriously. You know, you, you use the word threat. Can you define like what a like a minor threat versus? I mean, because some do, people might you, not think something is a threat. How do you? Judge the seriousness, I guess, would be the question. Sure. Well, uh, of, of course, folks say a lot of things. And, of course, it's uh, context, you know, kind of goes into a lot of that. But I think whenever folks are, are making comments about you better not go to school tomorrow, uh, you know, in the light of what's what's going on in schools across the country, you know, that in itself, uh, you know, would be uh, considered a threat to most folks who pay attention. Now, to mm-hmm. some folks that, you know, might see it in another context might say, well, unless they say things like uh, somebody's going to be shot or some something's going to blow up, you know, things like that. Of course, are 
you know, definite no matter what situation you're in or what the context is. But uh, anymore, it's 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 uh, about like screaming, uh, you know, fire, uh, you know, for folks that are or have experienced mm-hmm. a tragedy like a fire. You know, you just can't do things like that these days and yeah. without uh, causing unrest in the public, uh, especially in that environment. So what, like, so recently you had a child that brought a gun to Rossview. Now, how did, how was that discovered? Well, of course, we get a lot of information from uh, students, teachers, mm-hmm. you know, people from the outside that may hear something, uh, you know, maybe even something that they posted on social media. Uh, and I think that, uh, highlights the importance of really paying attention to that because uh, it changes so much. But uh, those are mostly how we get the that information. And sometimes it's a random search. You know, a mm-hmm. student may say that they've seen something while a student was in their backpack. And, mm-hmm. uh, of course, you know, we'll uh, uh, get notified from uh, tips like that and we'll check them out and uh, certainly we'll find it. And I think uh, one of them there it was uh, just on uh, drugs. Uh, that somebody had reported seeing in someone's backpack, and uh, we ended up not only finding drugs, but a but a weapon in there as well. So, and and that's typically how they come in. And that that's why it's so important as parents that we teach our kids that there's it's not a joke. That no matter what you hear or see, you need to report it to an adult. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And uh, you know, parents, you know, again, you know, I think most people throughout my career, you know, whenever I've had uh, an interaction with a parent about something that their child's done, they're just beside themselves, you know, not my kid. Uh, my, my child mm-hmm. wouldn't do, do anything like that. But, you know, the influences that are going on now, they're not the same influences that they were when, when we true. were all kids. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a whole lot more out there that, co- that kids are being exposed to that are, are driving some of these things that they're doing. Uh, they may think it's cool. Uh, they yeah. they want attention from right, their friends. Exactly right. And, uh, you know, it's no different than any middle schooler or high schooler. They want to fit into the society. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, they want to be cool. They want to be accepted. But, uh, you know, these things, you know, in our time, are certainly not accepted uh, or yeah. tolerated. Uh, yeah. Of course, there's a lot of uh, discipline that, uh, uh, you know, hasn't taken place like it once did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, right. and I, I know that's, a, that's another topic. But uh, <laughs> yeah. anyway, I, and I know that most of the listeners can. Did you uh, ever get paddled in school, oh, Sheriff? I, well, uh, you know, I, I, I almost said absolutely like it happened a lot. Charlie but, did. You know, it didn't take but a time or two uh, yeah. for me. And, and I think, yeah. uh, you know, it's not only that paddling that you had to worry about. It it's, was the second one. Yeah, and, when you got home. The first one you got when you yeah. got home. So I can say I never got paddled in school. I was that child that was so afraid of making a mistake or doing something right. wrong. I yeah. never got paddled. So let's, let's talk about consequences. Let's say I'm a student. I go with... You know, some kind of drug in my backpack, a, a gun loaded, unloaded yeah, with a bullet, or 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 make a f- phone call and say, you know, or post a social media threat. Yeah, there's sure. there's a bomb. What are the consequences, and how do the how do are their parents? Uh, what happens with the parents as well? Because I'm sure it could tie Absolutely. the parents in mm-hmm. too. You know, the, the, these investigations can lead to to tying other folks in. It can, you know. Uh, give us information that might not tie someone else in and just yeah. lead to something that's just that's just out there, like the threat that I'd mentioned a while ago, that uh, it's just a general threat floating around the country that someone shared. Uh, but once, you know, of course, first to, to, to start off with, you know, juvenile justice is uh, designed to rehabilitate juveniles to make them productive citizens when mm. they become adults. So uh, leading the conversation off of that, of course, any uh, consequence that a, that it's that a child faces uh, when it's under 18, uh, of course, they will go through the juvenile justice system with a criminal charge. 
Uh, and then the judge uh, will determine through the youth services uh, uh, portion of our juvenile justice system what services they can provide and things like that for uh, children. Uh, but, of course, that's on the criminal side. On the administrative side at uh, CMCSS, of course, there's zero tolerance and uh, things like that that would remand the student to the alternative school that gets them out of that setting um, or, or are the consequences that CMCSS imposes on these kids for particular charges. But uh, uh, some of these threats, you know, we can run down and, and, and kind of put, uh, you know, a student to that. And most of the time we've been very fortunate and lucky uh, to run that down. And, uh, you know, we've got means and we've got tools to be able to do that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, at uh, very technical tools. So I'd heard something, and I'm not going to get it completely accurate. Is it is, is there some law that passed over the summertime about making threats on school grounds? And what is that law? What does that mean? Yes, that uh, you know, just a few short years ago, you know, we when we started getting all these threats, a lot of states mm-hmm. across the country started enacting uh, you know laws to make uh, things more severe. But you know, in Tennessee, we just had a couple uh, you know terroristic threats and and, and some other statutes that. Uh, uh, were felonies. Uh, of course, you know, most of the time when you bring the circumstances of that threat uh, to juvenile court to get a juvenile petition, of course, the judges uh, and the youth services uh, portion of the juvenile justice system didn't feel that it rose to that kind of level. So uh, just here recently, uh, really uh, last couple of years, of course, I've worked uh, very closely with the um, Tennessee Sheriff's Association and the chiefs and had legislation passed to create a misdemeanor for students that uh, or making threats uh, to schools, uh, and that's uh, 3916, 517 uh, for folks that uh, you know are listening that want to look that up. And uh, this uh, is uh, any threats of violence on school property or school-related activity. Uh, is a, it's a misdemeanor. Uh, of course, that can uh, quickly rise to a felony based on uh, mm-hmm. you know, the activity and other circumstances. But uh, I think that's something uh, that that we're seeing this school year. You know, anytime we run into something like that, we're certainly taking those charges. And if it does lead to, to other parties, to include parents, uh, where, they, where they have some knowledge or uh, they're culpable for what their, their child uh, just did, then, of course, we're going to pursue that. Mm-hmm. So this might, this might be a crazy question, but, you know, most of, I'm just curious, like these students, like the one that a couple of weeks ago posted social media stuff, when you finally get in front of them, are they like – surprised that they're getting in trouble? Are they like, well, I, it was just a joke? Or, I mean, is it, Yeah, I, I, I didn't think you'd catch me. I mean, right. Well, you, I think the, the second thing you said there that, uh, you know, they think it's funny. And, mm-hmm. and, and again, you know, some of their friends, and, and, and mm-hmm. I'm not, uh, you know, in any of that, uh, you know, as a matter of fact, you yeah. know, I know uh, people that, that are on that, they, they realize on, on some of these, they, they, once they make a post, it goes away. So there's no real trace, uh, but you know there's ways that we can track that back. But most of the time, it is exactly mm-hmm. that. Uh, kids are are saying, "Well, I was just joking around. I didn't really mean that." But yeah. of course, we run that all the way down. I mean, from the threat to identifying the person to uh, yeah. having a conversation with the parents to actually physically going to the home and speaking with the parents, and and of course, uh, you know, they're most of the time beside themselves and. You know, we want to run it even further than that because sometimes you don't know what your kids may have. Yeah. Uh, you know, and we'll, we'll, we'll do a search and mm-hmm. uh, verify that they don't have any weapons or any means to be able to carry out any kind of threat yeah. that they've put out. And, and that's really what, what we focused on uh, for the last several years, drying up any possibility of any uh, threat. Yeah. Uh, rather or not you've talked to a parent because most of the times the parents are in the dark. They don't understand that they're 
children are doing these kinds of things. Yeah. Wow. Well, and then you've got, like, I know in that instance, people that that person was following, what was their involvement? I mean, it just goes down this rabbit hole. That's right. It does. And, you know, we pull those folks in, too. And just merely sharing uh, those yeah. on your platform uh, is, is something that we're working on next. You know, mm-hmm. and, and there is a way that we can articulate in, in the law if certain circumstances are there to, mm-hmm. to charge those folks because they're communicating a threat. Yeah. Uh, you know, just by the virtue of sharing a post that they've seen somewhere. And I think that's what the uh, alert is now, you know, going out across the country. You know, this threat is going on. They don't know where it originated, but folks are sharing this thing and, and, and it's putting everybody in a yeah uh, in a panic. And it, it's not like the schools are the only thing that you have to deal with. That's just one that's right. aspect that's, of, yeah. of mm-hmm. your daily job. You've got SROs there, but what else should we know about that that you work on day to day that might be a topic we don't hear much about? Well, you know, I think a lot of things that tie into what we're doing now, of course, is the drug activity and things like that. And uh, uh, the, the, uh, a lot of these children here are in you know, bad situations at home. Uh, they're running the street at night and mm-hmm. you know, they're committing other crimes. And uh, most of those crimes uh, will sometime lead to, uh, you know, a car break in or something yeah. like that that would uh, give them a weapon yeah. uh, that they could have in their backpack right. at school or whatever. So I know just here recently we've seen that, that story about, uh, you know, someone breaking into cars and uh, the guy come out to check it out and he was, a round was fired at him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the same kind of situation there. Of course, we ran all of that down and most of the time they're hitting these cars and uh, you would be surprised how many people keep weapons in their yeah. cars Yeah. Uh, and other valuables. I mean, it's just crazy to, to, to think that, uh, I, I know there was one a few years back that had several thousand dollars just sitting there in an unlocked car. Uh, it's crazy. Sitting in their car. Yeah. Cars getting stolen. And, you know, most of the time this leads to a group of juveniles. Uh, I think this most recent one was a stolen gun out of Nashville. Yeah. Uh, so that right there is some of the crime that we're seeing outside of the school uh, that sometimes finds its way into the school. Do you do you find the, the whole discussion of uh, marijuana and not not – putting a big emphasis on marijuana now. Do you find that you you see more marijuana now? Uh, or is I don't I don't know how to ask that question really. Well, I mean, it's still illegal it, in Tennessee. <laughs> it is. It's it's illegal, yeah. but you know the, there's not it seems like there's not as big of an emphasis. Right. On, there on, there there's there's the other drugs that are more uh yeah. prevalent than than marijuana, but I know that the the push across the country for years has been the legalization of that drug. Yeah. Uh, you know, our stance has always been, you know, if it's if it's still a federally controlled substance, yeah, uh, then you know that's still the violation yeah. of the law if it's here. And I know in other states that they have enacted uh, those laws that yep. creates a conflict because there mm-hmm. are federal laws being violated just by that. So, yeah. uh, and again, you know, I always hear, you know, what's the big deal? I'd rather be uh, facing somebody head on on the road that's under the influence of marijuana than alcohol. Of course, my story to that is I'd rather rather be on the road head on with it, with somebody that's not under the influence of anything. Yeah, maybe uh, Coca Cola and yeah, chicken right. wings like right. Charlie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, that, that's a I know a debate for for another day, but I know there's some mm-hmm. some folks that, that say that there's some medical benefit to that, but and I know that's a, a topic. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The well, weekend. you know, the bottom line is if it's a law. He, he's you have got to, to follow. It. He has to I follow. I mean, you, exactly you're sworn right. to uphold mm-hmm. the law, and so whatever that is, until until the legislature until or changes. somebody changes it, 
I mean, it's what you have to do. That's exactly right. And, that, and, that, and that's what makes my job, uh, you know, you can't argue with that. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's yeah. what, you know, I've taken an oath for is to enforce the laws. And, yeah. of course, uh, if it's on the books as a law, you know, I can't pick and choose which ones to, to enforce. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if it gets changed, of course, we'll deal with that when that time comes. Yeah. So Senator Haggerty was in here a few months back, and he was talking about how fentanyl was such an— such a big issue in Tennessee. Do you run into that a lot here in Montgomery yeah, County? Yeah, we do. And actually, he had a, a national, uh, well, it was a national podcast or a national <laughs> news story where he and I talked probably for about an hour and a half talking yeah. about the issues that uh, face us here. Uh, and I know that uh, everyone is, is seeing the same thing. And it's kind of like uh, anything else. You know, if, if something is trending, it's going to end up finding its way here. And uh, this is no different. Uh, and, you know, what we're seeing now is, is, is more of the... Uh, Drugs that you know, mm-hmm. we traditionally hear about uh, being laced with this fentanyl to give uh, you know a higher level of euphoria and uh, you know get people hooked uh, yep. so they can continue to sell more and more volumes of that. So uh, we certainly see a lot of that. Uh, there's a, it's getting a lot more potent. Uh, of course, this is what drives a lot of our overdoses that we see, which has uh, become a, a bigger and bigger problem yep. as the years go on. And of course, there's uh, federal laws and state laws on the book that kind of help us to. Uh, uh, you know, really locate and really prosecute those folks that are mixing these uh, deadly doses and yeah. killing our citizens. Are you finding with that, and the, the, the answer is probably no, but is there a certain demographic that happened with our younger population? Is it's there... all over the board. It's, uh, you know, people that have uh, an addiction. You know, it might be someone middle-aged. It might be someone older uh, that yeah. is trying to supplant the high cost of some pain medication that yeah. they had from a surgery or from mm-hmm. an ailment. Uh, and they feel that that works and it turns into an addiction. Mm-hmm. And we've seen it all the way down to, you know, kids as young as 14, 15 years old. Yeah. Uh, so it's a very, very terrible thing that's going on. And, of course, it's a never-ending battle, it seems like, for yeah. us whenever it comes to rectifying that. I bet. Well, we sure appreciate the work you and your your whole team does. How, and how many, how many people work for you? Well, we've got a staff of um, uh, 428 paid. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and, and about a third of those are support staff. We have uh, yeah. a little over 200 uh, that work on the enforcement side. And, of course, just under 200 that work on our detention side yeah. to keep the yeah. jail. But uh, I'm very, very fortunate to have the staff that I do. Yeah. Uh, you know, they care about what they're doing. Uh, you know, of course, it's my job. And I always say this because such a growing county and we have such a big operation. It's my job to continue to support them and what they need uh, to get the job uh, done out there on the street, either with resources, additional staff members, and more, most importantly, the training yeah. uh, that they need to uh, be able to get that job done because it is getting more and more complex as the years go by. Yeah. Before we close, I do want to ask this question. What advice would you give parents in having to deal with this whole new universe of issues with young kids? I think just involvement. Uh, and I know, uh, and I get it, we're all busy. You know, I'm a parent. Uh, I have a child that's in this school system, and, uh, you know, we're, we're one of these guns were found. And, of course, I just get just as uneasy as everyone else whenever you see things like that. Uh, I think really just mainly getting involved. And, and you know, I, I continue to say that. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, not, we're not done raising our kids uh, just because they get to an age where they can feed themselves. and mm-hmm go to the bathroom by themselves and things like that. You know, they still need our guidance. Uh, they still need our uh, rearing um, uh, to get them on the right path uh, to be successful adults. And I think a lot of that is, is absent in a lot of these situations here. And yeah. uh, 
Uh, and I know it's tough, you know, and it, uh, they say it takes a village sometimes, and sometimes it does. You know, it's uh, parents, yeah. grandparents, brothers, sisters, siblings, uh, all of those people, you know, just really getting involved with what these, these folks are doing yeah. and, and uh, you know, keeping them on the right path. Well, and all these situations are good opportunities to have those discussions, too. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, it, uh, you know, when you talk about the, the seriousness of it, uh, you know, may not think it's a big deal. And, you know, you could talk to some parents or even see some of these stories, uh, you know, like Rachel's Challenge. Listen to that story and, you know, you realize how important it is to, to stay involved because mm-hmm. uh, that time will come, uh, you know, and it'll come fast and it'll surprise everyone. And then. They're left in the wake of all of the sadness that, you know, has occurred because of that. And, you know, if you reflect back, a lot of that will come back to, I wish I would have paid attention more. And that's yeah. usually the common response that you get from people that, you know, have been through a situation like that. And uh, so, you know, we try to, again, urge people to stay uh, informed with what's going on in their kid's life. You know, at school, at home, mm-hmm. what friends are hanging out with, all that. Yeah. Wow. I agree. And you're right. It does get hard, but it's important. Amen to that. Trying to raise functioning adults, right? Uh-huh. It is. It is. The world's changing a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, I know things aren't like what they used to be. And, you know, I always hear, well, man, things aren't that way anymore. You know, that's just not how things are done. But of course, you know, there's a lot of core things that yeah. uh, you have to instill in these kids to make them understand because they're seeing things outside of your home uh, and they think that's normal. Yeah, uh, you know, and they're trying to compare that to what you're trying to teach them. So it is a tough job, and I think uh, child rearing these days is a, is a lot more different, and in some cases more difficult than it than it was in, in our generation. Yeah, I've always said it's a good thing we didn't have Life 360, social media, or what was it? Oh, a power school when we were growing up. <laughs> yeah, they, they kept on top of our grades, wouldn't yeah, they, Charlie? Yeah, we wouldn't have been oh, able we yeah. wouldn't have been able to skip out I of school at all. I only had to worry about it one day a year when I'd bring my report card out. Right. Yeah, and the social media, my goodness. Oh. Um, you know, I mentioned a while ago, you know, there's so much meanness that goes on there. Yeah. I, I don't know why they call it social media, and I've always said this. I, I think it's anti-social media because yeah. it's, it doesn't teach it you anything sense. about being social or, 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 you know, talking with your fellow person. Yeah. It's just craziness. In Life 360, I can tell you right where my kids are at any time, and they know where I'm at. Now, that's comfortable to know that, I, mm-hmm. I think, especially in these days. My, they know how to turn it off. They, well, they do. They're, they're <laughs> smart. They do. So, well, thank you for joining us today. I know how busy you are, especially with everything going on, and it's the holidays. So. Well, thank you for having me, and Merry Christmas to you all. Yeah, well, Merry Christmas to you. Thank Thanks you. for being here. Thank you. Subscribe to Clarksville's Conversation wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss out on a single conversation.